Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Free and Figuring It Out. We wanted to kind of stray from our usual um, structure that we normally discuss and that will be back um, next week. But we wanted to discuss something that as millennial women we just cannot avoid at the moment and that is the tragic news of the death of Sarah Everard who was kidnapped and killed whilst walking home. So we're sure that you've all heard about it. But for those of you who haven't, um, on the evening of the 3rd of March 2021, 33-year-old English marketing executive Sarah Everard disappeared in London. Everard, who was living at the time in London's Brixton Hill area, went missing after leaving a friend's house near Clapham Common to walk home. And since then, um, there has been a Metropolitan Police officer arrested um, and her body has unfortunately been found in Kent. And the reason it's important for us to discuss this, one is because it feels very, very close to home. Um, for, for me personally, I was... I was Sarah in in mm. extent and and just lucky like I was a marketing exec living in Brixton when I was in London and I was a teeny bit younger then I'm 34 now but really similar age and it's um I, I, you know it's it's something that just really brought it home for me that well I've probably done that walk a few times you know um and it's just so so tragic that this happened to Sarah um and just as millennial women, it's something that, you know, on your Facebook feeds, Instagram feeds, Twitter, um, it's just been unavoidable because the discussion is around how in 2021 can we not be safe walking home in the UK? Hmm. So we just wanted to have a little chat about this today um, and talk through a few things that are on our minds and maybe on yours too. Yeah, and I think it's really important to talk about this topic because, you know, it is something that I think everyone can resonate probably with this, the feeling of having those moments where we are making choices about where we walk, what we, what we do do at night. And I think, you know, it's horrible as women that we have to have those thoughts. But this is a reminder of like why. Um, and I think, mm. you know, one of the best things that can really happen, I suppose, is that we do have conversations off of the back of this and we actually manage to make a change and mm-hmm. making the streets safer for women. Yeah, yeah. And and sort of on that, the, there is a, a movement, so to speak, called Reclaim the Streets, which apparently goes back to the 70s. OK, so in the 70s, you know, 50 years ago, we were having these same conversations. And actually, I'm finding the more we discuss different things on the podcast, Sherelle, that I'm, I'm saying this a lot, like mm. 50 years ago, we were having this conversation, 50 <laughs> years, you know, when we talk about race, when we talk about gender, when we talk about sexuality, 50 years ago, we were having this car. And it's crazy that we are still having this conversation right now. Why haven't things changed? Why haven't things got better? Um, and I genuinely don't know the answers. I think it's, um, 
it's just shocking that and and I think the 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 other thing is um that I've been thinking about when planning for this episode is as women I think we just accept a lot we just think well that's the way it is mm-hmm. and you know thinking about this um and like how we we feel as individual women um I haven't really ever thought about all the things that I think about or do to make a walk home safe I just thought that well that's what I have to do I'm a woman walking in the dark this is just what I need to do I never thought why do I need to do this like why can't I just walk at my home to where I'm going and not have to think about getting mugged getting raped getting murdered getting my phone taken off me should I wear my iPod um my uh airpods should I have um earphones with a wire should I not should I have my music loud should I not should I be on the phone to someone should I not should I have my keys in the hand should I not should Mm -hmm. I have mace in my bag should I not should I have my hair in a ponytail because do we all remember when they said don't wear your hair in a ponytail because it's easy for a man to grab you to mug or rape you I remember that from primary school and I just got on with it Mm. I just thought well it's part of me as being as a woman walking at night um and you know again the conversation around Sarah is she did everything right she walked down a busy street she wasn't dressed provocatively god forbid that we we entice men to mug and murder and rape us because of what we wear or the skin we show um she was on the phone to her boyfriend she ticked all the boxes Mm. and yet still this happened in 2021 britain yeah and i think that's the thing that's i think for me is probably one of the most scariest things is that idea that she did the things we are told to do Mm. and therefore that even that doesn't keep you safe and I think you know also like really honestly I think you know a year of not walking the streets at night for example I've only walked twice I was thinking the other day at in the dark and I had to do it recently Mm. and I thought actually now I'm more scared than I'd ever been before because before it was just a normal part of my life to walk in the dark like it was part of life but actually the fact we have been indoors for so long and therefore we've had no need to walk at night has has already made me feel a bit more conscious so I'm sure there will be some like women out there that's obviously this event with this with Sarah is scary but also the fact that again for many people like coming back out of lockdown will also mean like returning that's a new norm that was an absolute norm for us and actually we've not had that experience for a year yeah it's I think that makes it even stranger doesn't it in that we're already anxious and very um just uh, I don't know uneasy about entering back into normal life and and you know and everything is strange as it is and then to I don't know have this happen when you know and I know it sounds silly but just just to say what's on my mind like when we're in a pandemic where we're in a lockdown I don't know it's it's just it just feels very um just strange and odd and and is it that it it was quieter so Mm. there was more of a opportunity to do that I don't know I don't know what went through the mind of the person who did it but it's um yeah I mean it's you know me and Sherelle know Clapham well but if you don't know Clapham it's like crazy busy 
full of young professionals, isn't it? It's kind oh, of yeah. like, you know, um, one of the it places to to live in the South. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, and obviously it will be quieter because we're in lockdown. But, um, and I think the other thing is obviously she walked through Clapham Common, which is, well, would you call it a park? Is it? Yeah, like it's, a... it's a park, but it's not. It's an open space of grass. It's open like, space. In, yeah, in terms of being like, it's not fenced. You know, because some parts are. The reason why mm. a common is called a common isn't it, is because there's no gates on the end. There's no exit and entrance. That's the difference between a park and a common. I'm pretty sure. So it's not. There would be some bits that aren't particularly well lit. Like I think if you walk through the middle. Um, like there's a, a road goes through the middle, but obviously some parts of it will be dark. But it is the centre of, you know, there's a main road at one side. There's probably another fairly main road on the other side, and lots of people have to cross that. Like it's, it is part of the way you have to get around that area. And I think you know, very at the beginning, mm-hmm. like it felt really hit home for her. And you know, Clapham is an area I spent a lot of time in. Um, again, like I used to Brixton Hill would have been an area where I used to be in. I used to live Streatham Hill. So that's just, you carry on going from Brixton Hill, it turns into Streatham Hill. And there is that sort of, you know, we are, there are so many women that do that walk. And I've, you know, I've been in Clapham and I've been in the high street and I've been out at nighttime and been around that area. And we, you know, everyone knows that there obviously are dangers, but it is scary just to think obviously that it, it can happen. But I think, it's this idea that you were talking about about reclaiming the streets and being like, actually, what are some of the things we are told to do? Um, and you know, are they is that the best advice, or are we following some advice that isn't the best advice? And what can we be doing going forward? I think is like some of the important questions we need to talk about. Yeah, this is the important question, and I think the theme that's coming out of all of this is it's not up to us as women; yeah. it's up to men. And and I think this is where we've kind of stamped our feet and we're like, we are tired. Like, you know, any woman listening to this will know that when they are going making their way home, there'll probably be a shortcut through some sort of park, woodland, alley, and they will have to have this conversation in their head <laughs> time and time again. Do I walk through it? Do I not? If I walk through it with my headphones in, will it be safer? What if I ran through it? What did I, like why are we having to do that and so it's it's the onus now is on men and um there's a hashtag that's called not all men and this has come out of the fact that it feels like a bit of a male bashing okay Mm -hmm. that you know all men are responsible of kidnapping murdering you need to get your act together and there's kind of been this retaliation of well it's not all men okay and it's a bit like yes we know it's not all men we all have men in our lives who are absolute wonders and we adore them and feminism isn't about male bashing female equality isn't about male bashing this is about being able to have the same rights to safety and security as the other gender and what not all men means is that we don't need to say not all men we know we mean deep down not all men but unfortunately there are enough men out there who are doing these things it may not be as as um extreme as 
murder rape mugging it may be making a comment to a woman as she walks past you it may be walking a little bit too close so that woman feels intimidated it may be um you know just um staring at a woman um at a bus stop or whatever mm. we don't we don't have to go to the extremes it could be those simple tiny little things that you may think oh this is innocent this is a bit of flirting this is a, a bit of me trying to catch a look at her ass or whatever but to that woman she's like oh my god oh my god what's going to happen do i have got my purse do i need to hide this you have no idea what's going through our minds when those actions are taken and what it's saying is not all men but there are enough that this needs to be dealt with right now and it is the responsibility of all men whether you are a good man who would never ever do anything like this and you respect that women have to think about their safety when they walk down the street for you to educate your friends your father your son your cousins your brothers whatever or whether it be for you as a man who maybe recognizes that you have maybe felt made a woman feel intimidated or uncomfortable for you to take action for yourself so it's really important to just like clear up what that actually means yeah and I'm really glad you mentioned about like it's not always the extremes it's not just about like rapes, rapes and the murders and the muggings but actually all the things in between because mm. literally like one of the first things that came to mind for me was like how much I get curb crawled like how many times mm. I get men in cars slowing down next to me when I've walked home. And there was particularly one pe- um, one period of my life. And actually the flat I had to move back to, um, that I moved to in the summer, was really close to a part of London where I li- lived right at the beginning of my time when it happened all the time. And I basically mm. would just, it would be more unusual for me to walk down that road and not have a car stop me than it was to, to get a car stop me on the way home. And it's like, actually... You know, you're in a car, you're, you're like, you're doing whatever you want. You think it's a bit of a laugh. But it got to the point where I was genuinely constantly thinking, this is a main, and it was the main road. It wasn't like I was going down some weird, like, side road or something. I was like, this is, this technically should be the safest way for me to get home. And obviously, that part mm-hmm. of the argument would be, hopefully, on a main road and therefore someone wouldn't drag me into the car. But, you know, I felt so unsafe for a massive mm. period of like, time because of that happening. And you're like, yeah, and those men would have been like, oh, whatever, like, it's just a bit of fun. And it is those sort of, like, small, like, seemingly unimportant to men. But it's like, actually, what that does is reinforce the fact that you can't, like, take your guard down. And I had a really, like... I felt really sorry for this man once because I think he totally didn't mean to freak me out. And I think he was just walking behind me, but he must have like got faster and faster. And so then I oh was like, horrible. yeah, so when I stopped, I, I'm pretty sure I like just then cro- just straight away crossed the road. And then he was really like, oh, I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean to freak you out. And I really felt mm. for him because I thought, you know, and I could tell like he was probably, he sounded like an older man. And I thought, you know what? You clearly could genuinely just be like, it could be like my dad do you know what I mean like he clearly meant no harm and was just walking probably was running late wanted to get home was speeding up and I was like but as a woman if you're like do I turn around do I see who it is do I just cross over the road like what do I do and I was like but actually his reaction I was like it it can it shows you how because you're a man you're not even thinking that whereas actually I know Mm. not to speed up normally behind a woman because that at night time because she would be worried Mm -hmm. about who who's approaching her 
Totally, totally. And I think just what you said then, it's like we can't take a risk. We can't take the risk that the man walking quickly up to us isn't going to harm us. So we have to cross the road because and what what men forget, I think, sometimes is if something happened, if if that person didn't have the right intentions, we physically, generally as women do not have the power or strength to protect ourselves Mm. stereotypically a male is stronger than a woman okay so if something does happen physically you know we do not have the power to then save ourselves most of the time and so we have to think ahead Mm. we have to think before this happens I'm going to cross the road I'm going to walk faster I'm going to you know whatever it whatever it may be um and I remember watching, I know we spoke about this a few weeks ago, but there was um, Soulmates on Amazon Prime and there was an episode where she's walking home um, in America somewhere with her headphones in, listening to like these Dusty Springfield songs. And she spots this man on the bus, okay? And he gives her a bit of a look and she looks at him and then she gets off the bus and he gets off the bus as well. And I think I think maybe for men watching it, like she then starts panicking. She starts speeding up. She starts like putting the phone, like holding everything tight to her, you know, a bag and a Mm. phone and everything. This man's still behind her. Like, like just a a decent um, sort of distance behind her and like walking all the same streets as her. And I can feel in her heart that panic because I'm like, oh my God, something's going to happen as a woman. And then she basically ducks into like, a, you know, a foyer of, of like a building of something. And he just walked straight past, mm. completely innocent, was just on his way home, just apparently had to take the same streets. And I think men will be like, well, that's not our fault that you thought we were going to hurt you. No, but what we're asking is if you can sense that a woman in front of you is maybe thinking those thoughts, then just hold back. Just, you know, you take the different route rather than us having to take the different route. Like, just be considerate. Just try and think, okay, what is this woman thinking? It was horrible because I could have guaranteed that something was going to happen to her. And all it was was a man walking behind a woman. Mm. And I think, I think sometimes it's hard to relay how that feels and I think it goes back to what I said then like if something did happen if that man wasn't a good man once it's happened once that man has a hold of us there is very little we can do I know as a woman I could try with all my might but I probably wouldn't be able to overpower a man Mm. and so I'm stuck then I have to like meet the destiny of whatever's going to happen there so if I can try and be clever and like outwit whatever's going to happen, then I can maybe save myself. And it's just crazy that we are having to do this all the time. Like, yeah, I mean, even just hearing you, just it just reminds me, I suppose, all the things that basically we do on autopilot that we like don't Mm. question. And I think, like you said, the sort of like it, it does seem a bit crazy to say to like a man like yeah why shouldn't you take the alternative route but it's like that's just because we've just expected women to make the adjustment we have been making the adjustment forever yeah. um yeah and exactly. that is just the way it's been and no one's ever questioned it and I think you know the like even that thing you said around because she had a like she has her, her headphones in and you know there's lots of conversations I 
majority of the time used to ring my dad when I got off the train and would walk home. But I know mm. he would think that makes me more vulnerable because he thinks that I, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got my headphones in and therefore he'd be like, you're not going to hear what's around you. But my head, my thing was always, do I feel as if uh, someone, they know that someone knows what where I am and what I'm doing, if that makes sense, rather than yeah. you can take me in the middle of the night and no one knows, no one knows that I'm here and no one knows that I exist. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing about like, I've got, I've got a few friends that have got like trackers, like they've got trackers on my um my phone yeah and like and I tell them oh like it's but and this and this is fun because that predominantly for me is for dating but again it's this thing that actually they would be like if I am a little bit worried they would be the people that I could text and be like like can you check like I'm out I'm on my way home blah 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 because they can track me 24 7 yeah but this is another thing that came out of it and it's it's interesting after I saw this I kind of started going through my own phone but the text me when you're home safely I mean how many times have we said or have we messaged that I'd love to know how many times men do that oh mate text me can you just text me when you get home safely I want to know you're home safely my friends every single time and it's actually funny because I feel like and I think this has really brought this to fruition for me I'm I feel like I'm fairly streetwise and I don't know if that's because of where I grew up or whatever but I'm a bit like and I think I've just been lucky but I'm a bit like look if you want to hurt me hurt you know like I'm not gonna um but I've obviously have been in some subconscious level I'm not going to like affect my walk home that I really enjoy you know listen to music that I want to listen to because I'm scared that something may happen so I've become I was quite streetwise and I wouldn't often say text me when you get home because I think I just thought everyone will be fine you know and it wasn't out of lack of consideration it was just I don't know I just I was a bit like oh it's fine you know we're fine like just and I think I was a bit naive to it in a way but also at the same time subconsciously doing all these things that we've been talking about um not questioning it just thinking well that's what I have to do as a woman but all my friends were concept like text when you get home text when you get home are you home are you home I mean that's crazy crazy that we're having to do that and I mean, yeah. yeah, particularly if I'm out with women, I always will te- text them. And like, especially like if I'm in, it would be in central London and then we're all getting our trains or our tubes home to like different parts. And I would be, you know, like, make sure you text me. I'm usually the last, like one of the last ones to get home. So mm-hmm. I literally would be like, okay, fine. Everyone else is home, whatever. Then I'd be like, I'm back safe. But, you know, even like would friends would be at mine and then they'll go home. And then I'd be mm-hmm. like, can you text me when you get home? So I know you got back okay. And it, like you said, I have never ever questioned that that's just what you do is you, you just want to make sure everyone like has got in and then it's like, we can all go to sleep now. Everyone's home. Everyone's safe. Let's go to sleep now. But you know, when you think about it, when you step back and you think about it, it's just crazy. It's crazy that that's the thing that's become so ingrained in, in us as women. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like, I mean, I'll, I'll ask my male friends, but I'm pretty certain men do not do that at all um and is that because they don't feel threatened when walking home at night or getting home at night there was um a really interesting tweet by Harriet Johnson um and it just kind of summed things up that 
of how you know we've all felt um when walking home every woman you know has taken a longer route has doubled back on herself has pretended to dawdle by a shop window has held her keys in her hand has made a fake phone call has rounded a corner and run every woman you know has walked home scared every woman you know yeah. and it's true it's so true and I just I think I've I have obviously um my heart's broken for the family of Sarah and and what happened and you know that can't be undone in any way the other emotion that's layering that is anger that I've just sort of accepted that this is how the world is or the UK is as a woman as an independent smart professional woman that I've gone yeah okay well I just have to be scared walking home most of the time but you know that's fine because it's just the way we are no and I and I just feel I don't know Shrell I mean what that we've we've talked about the solution in that the onus is now on men to make us feel safe so we don't have to live in fear um there's a lot of um the meme going around that says protect your daughters scrubbed out and it says educate your sons underneath instead and like I said this is about an education of brothers fathers uncles cousins friends you know whoever I do feel and especially because at the minute I'm lecturing within a, a college is this an education that needs to happen in school you know are we are we missing something here is there something social cultural that we're not talking about that needs to be discussed even earlier I don't know what I'd, yeah I'd love I mean to know what it's, you think. it's hard to think about you know I suppose when do we get to the point where those conversations were first had so particularly I would say it's about don't walk in home in the dark that you know the you know I remember being a teenager and I was could do whatever I want until it was dark <laughs> do you know what I mean it was like you need to be home by the time it's dark and there's something about as soon as it's dark and you can't see people as well that's like where the danger increases yeah and so I think as being a teenage girl when I'm like actually is it then we need to have conversations with teenage boys around I mean I suppose the conversation isn't had because no one wants to there's two parts of it isn't it because it's like we're assuming that we're trying to teach our men not to become muggers rapers and murderers whereas actually what we're probably saying is we just need to have conversations about like protocol of the street and the dark I'd like mm. I know that sounds like really weird but actually I suppose it's that sort of conversation around you know how can we be making the streets safe for everyone and making them feel safe because this is the thing is actually a lot of it isn't about as not being safe do you know what I mean like actually many of the people listening I'm sure can say you the amount of times you have been scared versus mm-hmm. how many times there has been an actual intent yeah like on you is very very different and this is the thing it's about how can we make the street the feet the streets feel safe and that is a and therefore I do think there is some education around men and like as a whole being like what can we do I mean because that is different to just actually try and sell to people like don't rape mug and murder other people and that because then that feels really like pointed and there will be lots of men being like I don't need to have this conversation I'm not one of them but actually when we talk about making the streets feel safe for everyone that is a conversation that all of us could make changes 
as I said, even in the way that I'm like, I will purposefully not speed up behind a woman so that just so she didn't have to even think, do I need to look around and see if it is a man? And the thing is, it could be a woman. A woman can still do this. And, I, you know, I think this is fair to say, obviously, there are still women that can do it. But I think that idea of I, because I know, because I've been in her shoes, I'm able to try and make some decisions to make the, the streets feel safer. And that's what we probably should be teaching men as well. Yeah, I think you've made a really, really good point. And obviously, in Sarah's case, it was the extreme and it, and it was extremely tragic. But this is about also doing it at all those different layers and levels. And, you know, it's it is, I think, for men just to be more considerate, like, you know, um, before you make that comment to a woman, even if it's the most beautiful compliment in the world, but you're doing it on a dark, quiet street, maybe don't you know, maybe just think, how is this woman going to feel if I say this to her? Because as a woman, if you say something to us, it could be a compliment. It could be like, oh, beautiful dress or on you. I've had it so many times. Oh, you're so beautiful. And I have to deal with that then. I have to think, right. I have to go through my head quickly. How do I deal with that? Do I tell you to F off? Do I ignore you? Do I say thank you and giggle? Like, which option is going to keep me safe? Which option is going to stop you from entering into a conversation with me that I don't want? Which option is not going to lead you on so you don't think that I want something with you? You know, it's you have no idea what we have to think about when you just say one little nice thing that you think is innocent. But to us, it's so loaded. And then we have to deal with it. Yeah, and I think, like, for every woman that is listening, I just want to also say, like, yeah, like, don't try and like put so much pressure on yourself to make the right decisions because also sometimes you will make the wrong ones because I think that whole thing about mm -hmm. you don't even know what is the best way to respond so I once had someone that was curb calling me and I was ignoring them but then they carried on and I was getting closer mm -hmm. and closer to my house so I was like I don't want you to know where I live no no so I was like fine I feel like I'm in and he was like he was like shouting something out da, da, da. so I got to the point where I just thought actually I just need to talk to them otherwise they're just going to carry on until I get outside the house do you get what I mean so I was like and then what yeah. do I do so I was like fine like just respond whatever anyway it ended up resulting in that guy spitting in my face <gasps> but yeah. but I can't feel like, and I remember that I was like, obviously super upset, very scared, whatever. And, but basically he ended up spitting in my face and drove off. So the reality is I got into my house safe, you know, at the end of the day. But obviously they've, uh, when I told the story to some of my friends and people were like, yeah, well you shouldn't have like spoke to him. I was like, but what was I going to do when I tried so many times yeah. or ignored me and he carried on driving next to me? I was like, I can't, what was I going to do? Walk past my house and then get to like a roundabout. And then I don't know what I was, do you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's, like sometimes we are not going to make the right decision because actually we don't know how every single man is going to respond. So I just want to like say, because I just know it's a lot of pressure on us as women yeah. to in a moment to be trying to think what is the best thing. And unfortunately, sometimes you will choose like the wrong one. And like, like all we can do is try and make the best decision in that moment. You're so 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 right and I'm so sorry that happened to you that's absolutely awful I think you've you've I've only experienced it a few times curve crawling and you've experienced it a huge amount more and um I I can't yeah it's absolutely horrific and that's one thing if a man's listening don't curb crawl please like just do not do it um it, I actually saw um like a TikTok video the other day and she said like 
this guy, I was, she was working in like a DIY store and this guy came up to her and was like, you're too pretty to work here. Like, you know, you need to be working somewhere else. Like, you know, look how gorgeous you are. And like I just said, she had thought, okay, there's several ways I can deal with this. You know, one, I can smile and be like, thank you. One, I can ignore. And then she said, and this is crazy that this is even an option, but it's definitely the option that I probably have used before is like to out creep the creep. So she was like, oh, aren't you beautiful, honey? Yeah, mm, give it to me. Oh, yeah. And then he was like, what are you? Like, you are crazy. I'm going, how awful that us acting as crazy women is sometimes the thing that we're... I mean, it's just preposterous. Like, the whole... The, just the whole structure of this is is crazy. But sometimes, like, it, I found it's the only way to get out of a situation like by demeaning myself mm. and and dumbing myself down because it's my best way of protection um but yeah i think you know i mean it's pretty obvious to us as women but you know if there are any men listening or if there are any women listening who want to you know pass this on to men it's things like don't curb call you know if you are a group of men don't shout out a group of women even if it's a genuine most amazing compliment in the world don't because we have to then think about a reaction to that or it'll make us feel uncomfortable or whatever like um you know keep your distance behind a woman if you're walking there if you're at a cash machine wherever it may be you know I was saying that I've been touched upon the tube like a few times and it's been very blatant and obvious and just try and show that you're trying to give space to a woman if you are on a packed tube you know mm. there's a difference between being on a packed tube and we know it's tricky because we all have yeah. to touch each other and then having hands and stuff in places that they shouldn't be you know um just uh, try and just be aware of the women around you like try and feel the energy of a woman is she feeling uncomfortable you know and you may not may not think that's your responsibility you may be like well that's her problem well maybe it is but be respectful and just do whatever you think may make her feel less uncomfortable mm. whether that's just you know getting your phone out and pretending to send a text message and loitering for 30 seconds so you're not as close behind her. Why don't you stop at that shop window and have a look at it so you <laughs> give her that bit more space? Why don't you take a different route home so you don't feel like, you know, she doesn't feel like you're following her? Just please imagine all women as your mum, your sister, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever, and just try and think, you know, how could they possibly feel right now? You know, I wouldn't want them to feel like this. Like, what can I do in this situation? And it's a learning curve and it's practice and it's awareness. But, you know, we need you to take control of this. Yeah. And like for me personally, what I would say is two major things is just remember, like really being conscious that the minute it gets dark for most women, their vulnerability goes through the roof like being in the dark and being alone so because actually mm -hmm. when I think because the thing when I think about it actually is sometimes you know it could be really late and I'd be in central and it's like the central bit of trying to get home fine and like yeah if some guy says something inappropriate to me but I'm trying to get into like the a tube station in central that's fine because there's lots of people around me so many people yeah yeah whereas the opposite is at the other end when you're 
on a quieter road, that's where then it feels six, seven, ten times stronger. So that thing about, yeah, if someone is by, like, yeah, she may be beautiful. Do not approach her if it's dark and she's by herself. Like, I don't care. Like, literally, I would say all of the, like, I would say, to be honest, 90% of the issues I've had genuinely are probably from men that have found me attractive. Like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know that it is, it, you would never think it is a bad thing and it's coming from a good place. But the fear that has put in me for my whole life is crazy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, if you want to pick up a woman, pick her up in the day, basically. That is my advice. <laughs> Just leave women alone at night, at night time. And if they're alone again, that's two things I just think, if a woman's by herself and or and sure it's dark, like it's not the time to start a conversation with a stranger. This is not the time to approach them. Um, just leave it. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. I think we've covered a lot there. And I think we both have had experiences and we've both been very lucky that we haven't um, you know, come to the fate that Sarah has and, you know, our like hearts and minds are with her and her family and her friends and um you know maybe the thing to come out of this is it's a catalyst for real true true Mm -hmm. change um and that you know maybe in a few months or a year we can be having a conversation where we can talk about how things have improved and how we do feel safer but action needs to be taken and that needs to be women reclaiming the streets we need men to take control of this to be the ones that to help us feel um and you know take that responsibility off women um and make sure that we feel safe walking alone in the dark just to get home so I think that's um really important so thank you for listening to this episode um we hope that it has just you know maybe echoed some of the thoughts that you're having um and do reach out to any um sort of organizations if if it's sparked or triggered things in you that have upset you in in any way um we can pop some in the show notes but yeah take care of yourselves um we're all in this together um we need to fight this now it's um it's just not good enough and um yeah please reach out to us if you have any extra thoughts or comments around this episode we will see you all next week take care Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next instalment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.